think what we should do is you should start telling your story about farting. <laughs> oh, and no. if you just go in right from that, after that will be like us having story. We can't just do an icebreaker. Yeah, use the icebreaker, the farting story. I think so, it's great. Okay, so for everyone everyone listening out there, um, we're, we're recording. We're live. We're not live. We're in Japan, recording in Japan. And we, we've kind of teased this in the previous episodes that we were going to all do an episode and bring on the Everhose. As they are affectionately referred to themselves as as soon as uh, Jenny got her engagement ring. Yee. <laughs> the, the Everhose reference was Jenny's idea. So, yeah. It was. I, I like it. We are, and it's we kind of know that we're doing some. uh, What's it? Pandering? Is it pandering? Catering? Because the whole bros, the bros thing was my idea, which is funny because once you start listening to us, you realize that we're not actually that big of bros. We're pretty nerdy. Um, Yeah, and you especially. Yes, me especially. And we've had some people now tell us too, like, "Hey, I didn't give your podcast a chance." Because it seemed too business broy, and then I listened to it, and it was actually good. And I'm now I'm kicking myself for not listening to. So this is just further reinforcing that by saying Everhose, that people will be like, "Oh, that's not for me." And then hopefully, you know, they eventually give it a listen, and then they're just completely mm-hmm. surprised mm-hmm. by the fact that we're really not Everhose. We're ever nice ladies. <laughs> <laughs> so we have hold on. So we have uh, to to Cody right in front of me. And then to Cody's right is Jenny, uh, Cody's fiance, who we talk about a lot. And then to the right of me is my lovely fiance, Ye, <laughs> Ye. Uh, Lauren, who we also refer to quite a bit. So, Cody, you and Jenny have been in Japan for how long now? A month and a half. Yeah. So, Lauren and I just got here two days ago, and we our second day. Cody, you came to Shinjuku, where we are, which is about a two-hour bus ride almost from Kofu, which is where he's staying at. And he meant to take us to Akihabara, and Jenny came too. And Akihabara is what, the Weeb Central? It's where everybody like dresses up anime. Yeah, it's the Weeb. Okay, so Weebs go. Yeah, so we missed our train stop by 13 stations. (laughs) (laughs) So we we were at station one. We meant to get off at station eight. Um, well, we were supposed to, but we, uh, I say we, uh, a couple of us have misread where we were supposed to get off and, uh, we got to S21 and, um, S21, it, uh, the only way I can describe it was, it was just the outskirts of Tokyo. I have a very negative connotation because we were just trying to find food. We were hungry at this point. And then. Um, very nicely, the lady says, uh, we find a place and this lady says, um, no, it's reservation only, but like in the nicest way she possibly can. But really what we assumed she was saying was you're white and I don't want to deal with you. And like to her credit, okay, that makes sense. But at the same time, like we're also hungry and crank. Anyways, we get back to Kofu. It's a two hour bus ride. We decide to go back with Cody and go to Kofu and we check in onto our hotel there and... This is a really long intro into what happened the next morning. Anyways, we're super bitter. The next morning, we have breakfast, and Laura and I were just like, you know, we do our thing. We get in the elevator, and we're going up the elevator, and like, I don't know what it was, but like, right when we hit the eighth floor, which is like right where we need to get out, 
I just let out this like blood curdling duck fart, <laughs> like the quack. It was like quack, and like literally not even a second later, the doors open, and there's like this <laughs> this dude just like staring at us to the other side of the elevator he doors. Right into it. He didn't know. I was like, oh no! Well, he had to have heard it. He had. No, I don't think he heard it. Yeah. It well, like the it. sound, <laughs> yeah. No, the sound. He all he did. He was a victim of the aftermath. He well, it was worse. The sound, the smell, the sound. Well, so it sounded like a duck. Like it literally, like it quacked. <laughs> his butt yelled, and then the doors opened. So the smell, the smell didn't even hit us you, yet. You can hear through elevator doors. I said you can one hundred percent. I mean, it could have just been like an elevator sound, but like he, I don't think he was this. I think he walked right into it. I, I, well, either way, we get out. So we we've been joking that I don't know if it's a joke, but we've experienced racism as white people here in in Japan. You were walking down the hallway, and Lauren goes, "You deserve all the racism." <laughs> and, and like, I just couldn't argue with that. I was like, "Yeah, yeah, you're probably right." <laughs> so that whole buildup was just to get to that, and I just, yeah. So that was my that was my duck fart uh, intro. I'm sure the audience will love that. I'm sure they're like, "This is exactly what I tuned into this podcast for." Well, all right, let me start you with some questions then, because I think everybody just probably wants to know. I, For me, this is new in that I haven't been here for 25 years, right? But I do remember something as a kid, so the culture shock wasn't really major. But to you guys, what were the most surprising things? Just give me one of each in a good way. Like, what was a good surprise? And then what was a, you know, a bad one? What did you or what haven't you liked? I don't think there was a ton of shock for me because I did I did study I I have spent a good chunk of time in Asia before so like some things weren't a total shock what were you doing there studying abroad what was your name god every time every time (laughs) so you were studying in Korea you studied in Korea for how long about three months Mm. so I I think for me what I I guess what I was surprised about that was a good thing was just that how like the movies it is like like just like downtown tokyo and kind of walking through the streets and the alleys and like the signage and the colors and the sounds and everything it was like it like columbia not like the movies like it it's it's not it's very like uh french quarter if it was mexican which is like that's the only thing i can relate it to because i've been to french quarter been to mexico and i went to columbia and i was like french quarter if it was mexican columbia um well centro i guess that specific area but then get to Japan, I'm like, yeah, it's probably nothing like, you know, I know or assume. It is 100%. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that was so cool. What I didn't expect is I I see a bunch of these pictures of people like getting their picture taken with other Japanese people. Because Japanese people are like, oh, yeah, celebrity, like, because we're blonde and white. But it's been the opposite. It's been like people like staring and judging and and like, I, like you know, in that one instance, turning us away. Uh, from service and like that was weird <laughs> uh, there's a Lauren, there's an episode that was always sunny in Philadelphia that we watch and it's the episode they uh, they wake up and they're all like black like they all switch bodies and, and there's, when we experience that 
there's a theme song that they sing there. It just says, what are the rules? <laughs> and, so, and so, like, when uh, they're trying to figure out what the rules are to switch back into their bodies, because they think they're in, like, a movie or something. And so we've kind of felt like we're in that episode. We're just like, what are the rules? <laughs> how how Are they still making new Always Sunny episodes? Yeah, they, they are. We when just, was that released? Uh, 2004? Yeah, 2004. Okay, that makes sense. But the newest season is currently releasing every thursday on hulu (laughs) (laughs) shout out shout out i just wonder because i i know i watch scrubs a lot jenny and i both watched a lot of scrubs and scrubs is very controversial at the time to the point that they had the writer's strike there are people who you know had issues with the show airing and they covered a lot of topics like that too so i just wondered how new that came out because i don't think they have to deal with writer's strikes because they're so tightly knit and their show doesn't like make a ton of money for them. So like, and that's one of the reasons why I think they're so successful. It's just because they do it because they love it. Mm. And, and like the actors are the writers. Oh, really? Mm. Not only. Yeah, they have more writers, but but they do write. And they started they started with them primarily writing most of it. Mm-hmm. Wow, impressive. Yeah, that's why sixteen seasons. They're on six seasons, sixteen now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, they have they have like the record for like the longest running live action or live comedy. Sitcom, mm-hmm. yeah, so. cool. All right, Jake, tell us what is the topic that we are covering today. The uh, topic we are covering today, I I don't know what the actual title is, but the running title is. Wait, I gotta look on Trello. I forgot. You have it on Trello. You have Trello. I can say it. Do you just want me to say yeah, it? Yeah, you say it. Okay. The toll that owning a digital agency has on your relationships with. The Everhose, which seems appropriate because, I mean, since everybody's here and we actually don't all get together that frequently, um, not not all four of us. So it is Man. a little bit of a just coincidence and fortunate that it happens to be in Japan, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The last the last time we had the opportunity, uh, Lauren had to work. We were in Iowa City for the team bonding thing, rock climbing. And it was just myself, Cody and Jenny mm-hmm. with Lisa and Eva. But yeah, Lauren had to work. So. And then the last time, well, I guess you you came to you all came to Minnesota for my birthday. Yeah, but but you came late because but but Cody was we recorded those three episodes in my basement or in my office, and that's when uh, Lauren, you, Cody, and I tested out this podcast recording software. Oh, that's was that that day? Yeah, it was the same day. That was a separate. Oh, the separate. It was uh huh. That was that day. Your birthday. What? Your birthday yeah. when I was there. Yeah, that oh. that was that time he just came up and ate. Yeah, the day you left was the day all of this arrived. Yeah, I remember that. And I was like, unfortunate timing. But the cool thing is I like we feel super professional with all of this stuff now. So, I mean, I'm assuming you can see it on, on the cameras. We got this little recorder here. We all have our own microphones and headsets and we sound great. I don't know if it's going to turn out great, but here we are. But we wanted to we wanted to talk about this episode for a while or do this episode for a while. We just wanted to get you all involved on it. And we had this thing early on where we didn't really want to interview people all the time on the podcast. And lately we've been hitting like a string of interviews like back to back to back. We had um, Ilya and then um, Alec. Yeah. And then we have you two. I'm going to say almost at three. We've got some more lined up. Yeah, and we've got some more interviews lined up. But since we're all in Japan, it's more fun this way. So the first question I had was Jenny. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, what were your thoughts when Cody decided to partner up with me and start an actual agency versus doing the freelance stuff he was doing on the side? I was excited. Uh, I grew up with entrepreneurship in my family. So my dad had his own business growing up, multiple businesses. He would do them for like 10 years and then sell them. So when Cody said he was partnering up with you to do an agency, it wasn't so much uh, so that it was an agency itself. I was happy with any business. It could have been e-commerce. It could have been anything. But I was really excited excited to see him doing something like that because it's what I'm familiar with and what I know. And it's very comfortable. Uh, so Starting a, a business or just like an agency in general? Uh, starting a business or like having business in my life is what... I am used to. Uh, I'm actually the only person in my intermediate family that works for an employer. No one else in oh. my family works for an employer but me. So entrepreneurship is very much. Loser. Yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I have an LLC and I do freelance. Um, but uh, I don't have like an agency or a multi-person operation you know tell people what you freelance yeah we can say that and they're yeah they're immediately gonna say what do you do okay okay. i think we've said what you do but you tell us what you do okay so for freelance i do amazon consulting so primarily i'm doing my amazon seo so creating product listings helping generate product ideas i can do uh ppc so uh ads i can do on amazon now too i'm doing anything from design Basically, I could do the whole suite of things needed to launch an Amazon listing and then to manage that listing, too. So that's kind of my expertise, but I am able to do uh, uh, Shopify, anything e-commerce related is my area of focus. But Amazon's my bread and butter, I guess you could say. I, I wanted to get your opinion on on that because Lauren has a different opinion on it. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, not a different opinion, a different angle. Well, in a different experience, right? Because so, that was my question for her. Because, um, so let me just say the question first, first, which is, what were your first thoughts when you saw what Jake did as a side hustle for the first time? Because you met Jake while Jake and I were doing this, not beforehand, right? Uh-huh. Um, so... Okay. Let it loose. Okay, okay. <laughs> to be fair. um, So when I first met him and he was telling me about Oh, you know, I own my own marketing agency, you know. <laughs> I two thoughts came to my mind. I I either thought, "Oh gosh, he's like one of those guys online who wants to get a 12-year-old Lamborghini on a 28% interest rate," or he What's wrong with that? <laughs> or, those are our listeners. Or <laughs> he was in an MLM and a multi-level marketing he was like uh, a scheme. multi-level marketing and it was going to become one of those like no no like i own my own business and it was going to start vague and then maybe the next time i saw him he was going to be like so we had a good time i wanted to see you again and also i wanted to tell you how you could have complete financial independence working <laughs> two hours a day and so i because here's the thing and as a female who has dated or tried to date anybody in the past seven years. Anytime a guy is like, "Yeah, I, I like, I own my own business," it's kind of like, mm. 
But, but like, I do you know, actually? Like, do you? Yeah. But like, do you? And I don't see, like, we were both on the dating apps and I never saw, like, the other side of things. And, like, women don't put that in their profile or, like, mention anything like that. So when Lauren was like, yeah, all the guys say they own their own business. And I'm just like, I didn't know this. Oh, I would have pitched it differently. They they all were. They all and they all have like the emoji afterwards, like CEO with like the dollars with the wings on it, like CEO, business owner. Like if you, you know, I'm loyal, but if you can't hang with a entrepreneur like me, you know, and I was like, God, is he one of those? Yeah. Right. And so like, to be clear, <laughs> Once I did get to know him better and I started to actually understand like what he did and how hard he worked and how successful he was becoming with things. And it wasn't kind of the whole cringy marketing bro charade. I thought it was really cool. Like I was definitely open to it. I thought it was great that he had this goal and he was working really hard to obtain it. So would you say that you supported him the whole time? Or were like, were you ever? Oh, she says, she says no, never. I've never supported. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I mean, support. That's that's a strong word, right? I mean, I I think I've said this before about Japanese with Jenny, where I said I'm going to go study and learn Japanese, and I don't expect you to support me until I prove to you that this is a legitimate thing. And you know, from that point forward, after I kind of prove it to you, I I still don't need your support, but I would appreciate it at least. But first, oh. Like, to me, it wasn't even, I just had to make sure that it wasn't, I just, you wanted to make sure it was legitimate. Yes. I just wanted to know. And like, here's the thing. I, by legitimate, I mean, he's actually going out there working hard and putting in the work. And that doesn't mean that he needs to make a million dollars every year from his business in order for it to be legitimate. Like, the money was never the question there. He was working. He was trying to build something for himself. And that was what was appealing about it. I just didn't want to be like engaging with one of those, you know. Just, I could have Everybody the, listening knows. The cringy and, and if they guys, don't know, it's because that's who they are. The yeah, cringy yeah. marketing guys those, were like, uh, you know, I make $7,000 every time I go to the bathroom. Like here in my garage. So it's funny because like <laughs> I, I'm more proud of, I explained this, I explained to one of our, our, one of our upcoming, um, guests, I explained this concept that I feel like our podcast is like a safe space for agency owners. And I felt weird saying that because I hate the term safe space, but it, I feel like it really is, though, because the people who do, who are cringy, like you're saying, are really like the fake it till you make it kind of people, but they can listen to the podcast and the privacy of like wherever they are, their own home, their car or whatever, and get kind of the real picture of it without feeling like they have to fake it to make it. And then we like just listen to the advice that we have, which is we've never faked it until we made it. And you don't have to. Um, the thing is, those guys... All they do is fake it. They don't ever make it. That was really Southern. There was no way you said that. <laughs> Write that down. Write that down. Uh, was, I do like that, though. That, that was, was good. That was sure. good, though. Yeah. Thanks. It's true. Thanks. Yeah. I'm here all week. Um, I was going to ask and say, what, advi- what advice do you have, Lauren, for people who are uh, agents, you know, self-proclaimed agency owners who are single? Um, and ready to mingle. 
<laughs> and are trying to mingle. Are attempting. They're Attempt. attempting to mingle. Yes. Mingle with and they they want to they want to exude the confidence that they're an agency owner, but they may now fear they're actually pushing women away or men, whatever you are into, uh, away because of what you just said about the presence they give off. I think it's all in being genuine about it. So the thing for me was never like the fact that somebody owned a business. That's never been a turnoff. What is a turnoff is, you know, the hashtag hustle culture, like, you know, hashtag swag hustle, whatever, like, you know, the whole like, I, I make more money than anyone in this room, you know, and they don't. And like, I just it's the fakeness. If you are you tell when someone's being fake, hundred percent. If you anytime somebody has to talk so much about their success, it's because they don't have any. And if they did, they'd be out there too busy trying to achieve it rather than making posts about it on Instagram with somebody else's sports car. You hear the same thing about relationships. Like the more people post about relationships, like the people who are posting every single day, you're like, Oof. they're hurting. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Are you guys okay? Exactly. Yeah. It's like, I'm too busy trying to be successful than to pretend that I am online. Yeah, like why pretend when you can just enjoy your success or enjoy your relationship? Or, and the other thing that I think is so important is like, Again, just to kind of go back to the question, um, like being a business owner itself, that's not a turnoff. It's all in if you're being genuine about it. Like I don't find like I have been with Jake from from a lot of changes in the business and uh-huh. the amount of money he's generated has never changed my opinion on that. I I have so much respect for somebody who's actually going out there busting their ass day in, day out to build something because they want to. And like there is a journey in that. And being honest about that and like talking about that and talking about how you want to achieve your dreams and stuff, I think that's all great. What's not great is being like, oh, I bought a domain. Now I have $10 million in my bank account. Yeah, that's okay. gross. I got, I got a follow up because you, you said, I think... Uh, the way I kind of interpret it is that you appreciate the authenticity. Yeah, yeah. Just be real about it. Like, no one gets success overnight. Just be honest about it. Just, yeah. Um, what are some other things that you like about being with an agency owner? Like, what do you see as potential perks or benefits? <laughs> Dude, you are so good at taking the notes we have and just, like, rolling them into interview format. I just wanted to, I just wanted to comment on that. Like. Because I'm just like I'm like when you when you say this, you're, it sounds like they're just like off, like you're just thinking of it. But then I'm like looking at my notes, I'm like that son of a bitch. <laughs> it's the next one. <laughs> what has been good about it? Um, I I have liked it because I don't know. It's it's been a journey and it's been fun in a lot of ways, and I have gotten to be kind of his partner going through the highs, the lows, um, being, you know, a shoulder for support. And I've also enjoyed like being in a place where if I can jump in and help or give advice, like I can be that I can watch the journey. And, and it's also like 
piques to my interest, like well, SEO and stuff that I don't, I don't know, but, but <laughs> business itself, I love. And so we like to talk about the actual business side of things. And so like being able to have those conversations, I just enjoy it. Like I, it's just, I don't know. I like it. It's you, been good. So you, you've been like a huge help with a lot of stuff that we have. I mean, I'm sure Cody and Jenny, you two talk a lot about the business too. Like there's, there's stuff that you help me with Lauren. That's like, like related to just employment, just like questions that I have with like we said, or Eva or back when we had Courtney and like, and just like, just kind of like business ethics in general too, because yeah, there's like certain SEO and PPC elements that I, I talk to you for you to fall asleep to really. And I can keep up. <laughs> uh but uh it's yeah it's been a huge help to have you to talk to like about the business but like also like you mentioned the lows and every time there is a client gut punch to myself or cody like you feel that as well by way of me just kind of sulking and licking wounds like we just had it like a week ago I remember I was just like, I, you know, I dropped the ball on this client and like that. It was just a huge, huge gut punch to me. And I remember just like laying on the floor. Oh, no. It wasn't like that at our house. <laughs> oh, no. It was like, we might have smiled. I don't know. Like one less person. To- <laughs> this is the, this is the <laughs> difference between sales and operations, yes. though, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> he was very sad, but like, I was that's, so sad. That's a good thing. That's like a good way to say. Uh-huh. Like, I, I do everything I can to support him. One hundred and ten percent. Anything ever grow related, and so like sometimes that's just me being like, you know what? Like, let's sit back. Like, what what were they upset about? Like you know, yeah, like let's talk about let's that. Let's talk through it. Yeah, Jenny, that's so funny. Yeah, Cody Here's... bought you a cake. We were like, oh, oh my this god, is so fun. we laughed. We were not at your cake. We wow. laughed. No, I was so bad. Cody felt sad. Like he was like, oh, Jake's sad. I'm gonna get him a cake. So then Cody had a joke on the cake. So we were laughing yeah. at that. So not yeah. your cake. So I was really, I was really upset, and like I threw my entire day off. And by the way, the client stayed with us like and, and, and it was smoothed over. It's totally fine. He's happy. Like, we're all good. But like I dropped the ball and um, Cody sent me a cake. You ordered a cake from Nothing Bunt Cakes and we went and picked it up. It was and so good. It was Lauren ate most of it. Gluten free. It was gluten free. I, I ordered it or I asked Cody, I was like, is this the cake we can both eat or just me? And <laughs> she's like, it's, it's gluten free. So. Um, I picked it up and there's a note on it and it said, um, uh, what did it say? Cake. <laughs> cake. Everybody loves cake. Everybody. <laughs> cake got layers, right? Cake, yeah. It's a, so it was a Shrek reference. <laughs> I went to go pick it up and it was the weirdest thing ever because I was like, yeah, I have cake for uh, Jake Hunley. And then she was like, no name for that. And I was like, what? Try Lauren. She goes, nope. I'm like, okay, try Cody C. And she goes, ah, there it is. She was like, <laughs> like, geez, how many people so, could have ordered this? I know. Cake? So I had to explain it. I was like, I was like, oh, sorry, is it, it my business partner ordered it for me, but my fiance was supposed to pick it I, up? I told him. I told him. He, and I, he gave, told him. I heard it. He gave them first Lauren's name, and then he gave his own, and then he back. gave yours, and called back. That was, that's why they were they were just like, I don't know, where's he going to put the shortest name in here? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody get the cake. Somebody pick it up. I know. <laughs> uh, anyways. 
no, I just thought that was funny. You thought that like you guys were like, yeah, whatever, one less client. Like, oh, I'm over here like crying. Oh no, <laughs> we literally. Well, yeah, I was I was very as normal. I was just very robotic about it, and my my emotional processing was, hmm, this is logistically a little bit easier for us at mm. this point in time in the business. Unfortunately, Jake is sad. <laughs> I can see that. Let's sad order him people. a $30 cake. <laughs> sad people like cakes. I get him cake. That's what I should do. <laughs> <laughs> what is, what? Just like it's such a sequential approach to solving an emotional problem. It was, it was great, though, because I ended up having a big sad the next day. So we took <laughs> one cake took care of two it, big it, sads. It really did. That's a great, that's a good deal. That's a bargain. I, I, to, to, for the listener, for reference, it's not like one client like paid a salary. It, it, it's just in, in sales, maybe, I guess, because it didn't affect you as much. It doesn't matter how big you are. I think every client let down forever. If you're the one selling that client or you're the relationship holder for that client is always a gut punch. And, and but yeah, logistically, Cody said the client left us. It would have made no a zero difference to the business. And but like, I think it's especially hard if it's something that you could have done better on your end. You know, like yeah, you feel like you dropped the ball, and you're like, ah, oh, this is actually this isn't just not a good fit. I actually dropped the ball on this or something. Then it yeah. hurts more. And and, and it was it, doing something. It was a little out of our scope, but I still said I would do it. And I didn't. Mm-hmm. So, and, you know, whatever. It is what it is. He's happy. We're happy. We had cake. We're good. <laughs> We're in Japan. Sorry, you have another question. I just, I rolled into that. That was, that was good. Um, let's see. Now, I don't have a smooth transition. Now, I feel like you built me <laughs> yeah, up. You built me up to be like, ah, he's so good at that. Watch him do it again. I, wait, like, I got nothing there. Maybe you had- insert like some elevator music. Just like a nice <laughs> transition. You asked Lauren a question, and I kind of wanted you to ask Jenny the same question. Oh, I think that's what I wanted to do, too, but I forgot. Yeah, I haven't heard a lot from Jenny, and I want to hear more. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, I th- Oh, I know You're why. Right. I didn't want to ask it because I think I asked Lauren, right? So that I thought it would be weird if I was the one to ask Jenny again, so maybe... I give you permission. Okay. Not... But... Nine hours later... <laughs> Jenny, what are some things you like about being with an agency owner? What I like. Okay. Um, I like the ability for him to work remotely is big for me because I like to travel a lot and there is seldom a weekend where I'm home two weekends in a row. Very rare for me, especially in the summer. I'm we're gone. Usually, I mean, in this, we've been in Japan for two months now. Uh, we're often up in Minnesota and we're just, we're not home often. At, at their cabin, not at my house. No. Well, we do try to stop at Jake and Warren's when it makes sense. <laughs> uh, so I do. I appreciate the remoteness and then I appreciate the flexible, uh, being flexible. The flexible schedule is great. Uh, where he's able to work when he wants, where he wants, and that's probably one of the best parts of it. And they're, I mean, most recently they've they've been growing over the years, and that's exciting too. The financial impact. She says, "Daddy has money." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've been with Cody for since 
I've known him since 2011, so uh, it's been a, it's been a while. So I've seen him through many transitions, and it's been it's been really fun. It's fun to see this thing grow and see what he can do. That's what she said. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> So um, we'll, we'll start with Jenny. I'll just go from left to right. Um, Jenny, what are some of your boundaries with uh, work-life balance? So how do you keep how do you keep uh, work from creeping into your life slash relationship? I want to start off by saying I don't very well, <laughs> very poorly. This is currently as we are recording this podcast. We are right as we are getting ready to record. I got a notification on my phone that said date night. And I said, oh, why date night when we can work? <laughs> so uh, I we don't do a great job at it, but we do try. So Saturday nights, we do date night every week. Uh, and that's uh, what we try to do. Unfortunately, Cody likes to work a lot and does. And I honestly, as far as work goes, I probably work just as much, if not more than him. So it's not too difficult. He learns Japanese as well or has been learning Japanese. So overall, he's spending more time on the business and Japanese, all of his pursuits. But as far as work goes, I do just as much. So it hasn't been, it hasn't really been too difficult. Again, I grew up with this entrepreneurship and it was what was comfortable and familiar with me when I was a kid. We went with my dad to work on Saturdays, and it was something that was fun. Like, he made it fun. We'd have hot chocolate. We'd run around the showroom at his work. It was a happy memory. So with Cody, there's a way that we incorporate work into our uh, into our routine, into our how, you know, into our dating life or whatever, I guess. Like, we like to talk about business uh when we're on a date like there's a good chance we're going to talk about something work related which i know is a big no-no for most people but it's part of why we like each other we like each other's work ethic i love his focus and discipline i don't know anybody as disciplined as cody and it's one of my favorite things about him so no we don't do a good job with boundaries it doesn't bother me uh there's one thing most of the time what do we we do we do we when we (laughs) You say quality time, right? So when we're talking about quality time, if we are together, mm-hmm. like sharing the same physical space, but mentally in different places and happen to be talking to each other, but are giving each other like half attention or a quarter attention and not really uh, being present with the other person, we'll just stop and say, is this quality time? Um, like, is are we supposed to be having quality time? But right just, now? And then it's just safe word. <laughs> yeah, we do that. If, there's- if so, then, you know, you take out the... You, you, Put the phone to the side. You take out the earbuds. You know, you say, okay, let's be present with each other. There's like, one more uh, thing. There's one more thing yeah. we do too. I am, uh, I will not allow texting and driving. It is not something I'm willing to. If I don't ever do that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fine. Uh, so sometimes Cody will be in his car. Jake and Cody talk a lot. Obviously, they're business partners. A lot of it, there's a lot of communication to be done. But if Cody's driving and Jake is messaging him, that's a boundary for me. That's the biggest boundary. That's bigger than date night. I see. I'm never messaging Cody when he's driving. I'm messaging you. Yeah, you are. Talk, yes. So, so wait, like, I'll message Cody and like next thing I know, I'll get this response. And then like another response follows that and says, this is Jenny, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's my boundary. Uh, non-distracted driving. Oh, that's good. That's good. Lauren, 
Jakob. <laughs> Jakob. I'll let you answer this. I could answer this one myself, but I'll let you answer this. The same, I want the same question for you. What are some of the boundaries that we have in our relationship um, to prevent work from creeping in? She's going to be like, so we have these. I'm like, this is new. (laughs) (laughs) I have a feeling this is going to be fun. I just have a feeling it's going to be like the opposite. I'm like, we talk about it on dates. We bring in it. No, I was actually going to say, I think that like, I, I think, I think it's different because like, when you, not me, but I feel like Jake owning his business, it's not like a nine to five where like he can truly step away from the business. Um, So like the business in a sense is kind of like the third party. Like it, <laughs> it's always there. And like the third and wheel. It, it is. Really is. And it's, you know, it's not like he like clocks in, clocks out, doesn't give a shit. Like I... I care about it very much, not as much as him because, like, that's his baby, but, like, I care a lot by default. And so it's, like, it's different. And so, like, yes, we talk about Evergrow a lot. And, like, we do talk about it in things um, as far as, like, his business and ideas and, you know, successes or defeats that they're having. Like, yeah, we definitely have those conversations on dates and dinner and that kind of thing. Um, however, um, <laughs> however, we do have like, there are definitely times that we have had to have honest conversations about like the amount of work at all times. Um, you know, because at some point you logically have to ask the question, do you have the capacity for to maintain a romantic relationship while you are so mentally attentive to too many things um because you can't be that attentive to everything and i'm not a half-assed person and so if the relationship like if you truly cannot have that commitment to an emotional relationship like maybe it's just not not the right thing we have had those conversations um and so we just have kind of set those boundaries like when it is you know part actually like more than like saturday like or sometime when we're like going out it's more actually on like weekdays because we already have so little time together it's like what you know once it's 9 10 p.m and we're like watching tv together it's like that might be the only like actual quality time we get to have during the weekdays and like that's kind of that cutoff point like we do need to close the laptop and i'm guilty of it too i smart that's smart we just don't talk to each other on the weekday (laughs) very smart (laughs) We so like Sunday was our date day, and we had like Sunday morning to Sunday night the entire time of just date day. Except since Laura got a new job in Minneapolis, and her weekend is now Sunday Monday, and I have you know Saturday and Sunday is my weekend. Monday I work, Monday she's off. Sunday I Sunday is always paintball practice in the morning, and so like the only solution to that would be either me leave my day job or quit paintball, and. Obviously, you're not willing to have me just quit paintball or doing things I love. So, like, how do we work around that? And so he quit his job. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't. even just kidding. <laughs> so, um, it, it's not just like ever grow. Like, I am just I I work a lot on a lot of things. This entire podcast, like, this takes a lot of effort to produce, and we make no money on it. And uh, like, and it's not just like cutting and recording and, um, you know, editing. It's like 
uh, or like getting this all this equipment in order for us to have a good quality when we actually do this thing, this this in person. But a lot of it is kind of like doom scrolling on Facebook and just like finding ways to either promote this or like educate people, which is the whole point of this podcast. And it just, just like a week ago, we had one of those on, honest conversations and had to kind of have shared the cake. Uh, it was yeah, post. It, it was post cake. Yes, yes. PC. Oh, do you want to get married? No. <laughs> Who are you? Oh, yours nightmare. I'm an agency owning paintballer. Anyways, <laughs> so, <laughs> so anyways, uh, conversation PC. We had this uh, honest conversation where I was like, I was spreading myself too thin because two weeks ago. I had a paintball tournament in Philadelphia, which we won, by the way. Um, oh, it's been a while since we recorded. So, well, we had uh, Alec recording, but I was in a, I went to Philadelphia for the NXL Mid-Atlantic Major, took first place with Team Carbon. And then the very next weekend, I had a paintball tournament in Indiana. Uh, we did awful. We got, uh, what, ninth, ninth place out of 20? So terrible. But then, like that Wednesday after I drove back, we had to fly to J- Japan. And then, you know, you're like, ah, well, that's every weekend. Yeah, but between those is packing and planning and work and getting everything done and sorted out. It's not just work for that week, planning to be gone for the subsequent weeks. And I was just at my limit and at my capacity and just like having huge anxiety attacks. And it was kind of like in those moments, too, where Lauren helped me point out that, hey, something has to give. Like, you've got to stop. So, like, I... I decided to like, okay, podcast promotion, done. Like not doing any of that, not scrolling through Facebook, not commenting on like very easy targets in Facebook groups to promote podcasts, like just it's done. And like that is like in the last four days of me not doing that, well, prior to leaving, it's cut down on so much time on like, quote, work. But um, yeah, I think that was the biggest that was one of the biggest things. And so just spreading myself so thin and, and really focusing on, you know, the core things that matter, which are Evergrow and Lauren in that order. I'm just kidding. Of course. <laughs> Jenny looked at me like, Cody's not kidding. <laughs> I often say no. it is Japanese, Evergrow, then Jenny. And I'm kind of okay with that. That's kind no, of why I love I, I Well, I told Lauren, I've I've, I've said this to, to you, Lauren. It's, it is always Lauren first because if I... Uh, lost Evergrow, I would be okay because I still have Lauren. If I lost Lauren, Evergrow would suffer, and mm. and and that's how I know that Lauren comes first. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, but our dogs still come first for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's do- it's it's our dogs, uh, one of our cats, and then me. No, you're before Mitt. She's like a little cigarette with fur. <laughs> <laughs> she just sits at her. Uh, Lauren does not like Jack Jack. He's a dick. <laughs> I don't think you guys like either of I love Mitch. I she's, love her. She's Both just of our crusty as can be. Just the poor thing. She's been on borrowed time for a long <laughs> while. Um, but I I think really what it just just general information. I think the thing is like anybody who is like owns an agency or is beginning to date somebody who owns an agency, when you are getting into that situation, I know it sounds cliche and ridiculous, but truly communication is the most important thing. And you have to understand like 
Jenny and I are similar, but we're not identical. And Cody and Jake have similar qualities, but they're not identical. And we, like I as a person have to realize like what I need in a relationship. And I have to be able to honestly communicate that to Jake. And Jake has to be able to honestly communicate and prioritize. And like now what that prioritization and communication looks like will be different for everyone. But I do think as a general rule, when you are kind of have in that business owner agency setting where somebody owns the business, it is always going to be more time consuming. And that is something I think you as the partner just kind of you are either okay with it or you're not. And that is that is just, I think, a good rule of thumb to know. Like it's it's never going to be clock in, clock out, black, white, you know. Yes, never. It's, cash my check, no. go home, feed the dogs by 530. Like it's it's never going to be that. We've talked about this in an episode before, which we asked ourselves the question, how much do you work? And all of it. it yes. The answer is yes. Um, <laughs> Cody, Cody said, Cody brought up a good point, which was, do you like when I'm in the car and I have to answer a phone call or when I'm doing whatever, like sending a quick email? Yeah. Um, does that count as work? Because like, because you, you, you're pretty good at tracking your time. He's not. He misses a lot. I bet, you, I bet you he misses 15 hours a week. At We're going to call the IRS, right? <laughs> I know. No, he, he doesn't. I have to remind him a lot, often. But there's a lot of times he doesn't. Well, we've talked about this, too. Like, what is what is work? How do you define work? What qualifies mm-hmm. as work? And I, I was talking about this with someone here, and it made sense what he said. And I, I agreed with it. But as a business owner, I think it I don't think it quite matches up. When you're when you're an employee and you think of it that way, it's very simple to think anything that makes me money, where I'm earning money by doing it actively mm-hmm. with a with a like dollar to money ratio is work. Now mm-hmm. I do a lot of things that are future work oriented and I'm making zero money right now, mm-hmm. as Jake is with this podcast exactly. And I say Jake because I've said this I'd like I just show up. Jake runs this whole thing. Um, this but, is this is all this equipment is Jake's pocket money. <laughs> Evergrow paid for none of it. Thank you, Jake. You're welcome. <laughs> so, so I to me though, I think if someone said, "Well, Jake's doing that, but he's not making money from it, so he's not really working." That's insulting. It's he's absolutely it's absolutely working, hundred percent. Right? And it's a charity. you know you don't say people who work for nonprofits aren't working they're working yep i got a question geek um what this is for the ladies what are some things in the agency culture that you picked up through osmosis right like through us just peripherally oh my gosh where do i begin um just so much i mean so I think it's, I think for me, it's mainly been like the field of work you're in particularly. Like I am somebody. Well, landscaping? Landscaping, like the, the SEO. Oh, uh, like, like both sides of the coin then. Like, I mean, like I am somebody who has spent absolutely zero percent of my time at all 
knowing anything about how the internet works, <laughs> um, why things show up. We, we had to. We went to go buy you a domain and you're the, just like, what is going the, on? The, the clicky ads. I didn't know any of this stuff. That's just not where my interests have ever lied. Clicky ads. And it's just like, it's been interesting. Sure it's like, PPC. I know what that means. <laughs> P per click. Yes. Guys, guys, I know, I know, I'm a big deal. Um, but like for me, that has been eye-opening. But then I also think so like the actual information itself has been totally new to me, just a whole new thing. But then there's also like um, I guess kind of the social side, like the kind of the culture of like the agency kind of bro guy. Yeah. And that was very much not in my life at all. And then I have also found out about that. And what a trip. I, what is that? I don't think that's in my The agency either. bro thing? Because Cody, because it's only Cody's, mine. It's not yeah, Cody. It's not Cody. Well, no, no, no. It, to be in. it was in my life. And, and you said, exiled it. This. You this sent it to the shadow realm. <laughs> I So I so I remember what I was, was going to say earlier. And Alex Hormazi talks about this. I know that's a new name for probably both of you. Not for me. Oh, well, yeah, because I've been listening to Alex Hormozzi. So I, I agree with like 95% of the things Alex says, but there is one thing I don't agree with. And he has, I can't remember if it was 15 or $50 an hour. Either way, I disagree with both. But he said that if you make either one of those, but we'll just say it's $50 an hour, we'll just because we'll, that's more, then you shouldn't be making any of your own food. You should be buying your own, you should be buying meals or like, like get, getting so that you have more getting, time, so you have more time. More money. Yeah, exactly. Because by the time you cook the food and eat it and do all that, I've talked to you about this in a way. Um, then like you could have just worked and made a hundred dollars or fifty dollars an hour. And I disagree because what Cody said earlier, which was you, there, there isn't a dollar to hour equation. It's mm-hmm. not like I just get to work an extra hour and put in some overtime, and then the employer is going to pay me. Like it's not how business works. There's a lot of time spent doing a lot and earning nothing for the time that you put in. Yeah, it will it pay over time? Sure, probably. But is it is it going to equate to the twenty dollars you sent you spent at Chipotle for a burrito and a bag of chips? Like that? I know I disagree. I, I'm I'm almost certain you said fifteen an hour, which is absurd. Depends what kind of food you're eating. If you're eating, How soon do you want to die? I mean. <laughs> Yeah, you just like oh, okay, like that's part of the bro mentality though, because they hear that and like don't they don't even think. Oh, just like no, yeah, yeah. It's the same guys who are like, I eat my cereal in the shower to save time. Gary like, Gary V was saying oh, Gary Vaynerchuk. Lauren yeah. has the funniest Gary Vaynerchuk equivalency I've ever heard, and I died laughing <laughs> when you said it. He is the type of guy who would wipe his ass before he shits. And he'd say, see, look how much time it saves because there's nothing on the toilet paper. And (laughs) Jenny just says, oh, God, and I'm over here dying. And just, but like, I just think it always misses the point. Like, you're missing the point of using the toilet paper. And Like, there was a video of him who he was just like, yeah, I I just, I swallow all my gum. Like, I just, I just swallow. He's like, I don't know. I just can't be bothered with like, like wasting the. That sounds like my family. He's like wasting the tenth of a second and throwing it in the trash can. And I'm just like, that stays in your digestive tract 
or like ever. It's actually not true. What? I looked it up just this week. Just this week? Just this week. So the myth is that it stays in there for seven years or whatever. Yeah. Uh-huh. It doesn't. It's just like any normal food. It oh. just came up in my life. Who who did that? Who, who started that? Yeah. We should go find yeah, probably the her. same the same person who said eating raw cookie dough will give you salmonella. Mm. Same guy. So I, <laughs> he's just running around, I, and yeah, making stuff up. I want to eat as much cookie dough as possible and see how long it takes. See if I either get salmonella or die. Listen, I haven't yet, and I've got a problem. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not joking. She eats a lot of cookie dough. <laughs> Understandable, but you just ate a whole. You made and ate a whole thing of cookie dough before we came to Japan. That was not public discourse. <laughs> <laughs> what happens in the privacy of my own home <laughs> is nobody's business. <laughs> she goes. I was in. I was in Indiana at that paintball tournament and came back, and she's like, "I made cookie dough." I was like, "Oh, cool." I I, <laughs> I had like two scoops. Yeah, but I went, I went somewhere like Tuesday or something. I came back and I opened the fridge. I'm like, oh, I see you ate the cookie dough. And she's like, I, she's like, I didn't eat all of it. And I was like, I had two scoops. I was like, you ate most of it, <laughs> almost all of it. And I was just like, babe, this is the Oreo dumb cake all over again. Another thing that this is a work boundary. I, <laughs> I personally don't understand why you are attacking me in this moment. She, she did the same thing. She made this whole thing of like Oreo dump cake. And then like, uh, she had like a couple, like, or I had like, a, I think I had two pieces of it. And it was like a whole like baking thing. I had two pieces, like two normal size pieces. And then like a week later, it's gone. And, and she's, I was like, babe, the Oreo dump cake is gone. And she's like, like, we like half of it. I'm like, no, I did not eat half of that. I was like, I had two pieces. I counted. And she just looks at me and goes. <laughs> I know who I am as a person. And when I say don't bring Oreos into the house, it's, it's not a joke. You've literally, you've told me that. Before. I can't have Oreos in the house. Dangerous. I have no control. It's not my fault. You were a victim. I was a victim. Thank you. Jenny gets it. I feel like if we release this as the emotional toll and stuff, and then people just hear about we have good relationships, that's not going to be helpful. (laughs) Then they're just going to be disappointed and be like, wait, I don't get it. What am I supposed to? What do I I need to do? Should I start trash talking? Yeah, we we can we can talk some negative stuff. Some some. Well, we've already Laura and I. We just talked. We talked a little bit about it because we've had those like come to Jesus talks. Because it's been it's it's been stressful. Like especially like the podcast. I'll start it off here. So like okay, I uh, I like to talk about the podcast a lot because the podcast Lauren has discussed with me has started to turn me into someone that I don't like and. Lauren's kind of seen it from the outside. I've also seen it from the inside looking in too um, because it, I don't want to say this, but I'm going to say it because it's the only way that I can, um, uh, only way that I can, I can explain it. It, there's like, it feels like there's like some level of like celebrity status because see, you're, you're going to laugh. You're gonna I, laugh. I am laughing. She is laughing. I don't find myself a celebrity at all the reason but it's like imposter syndrome you've mentioned this before because people are like reaching out to us and saying they love the podcast or binging it they're listening to it like crazy um i've got people who are quoting 
things that we've said better than I remember. And I'm just like, that's not how we do it. And they're like, but you said, I'm like, I I guess you're right. We do do it that way. So I maybe not celebrity imposter syndrome is the right, is the right way, but it it also, it's also kind of ego inflating too. And I've had to like take a step back from that because I think you should just talk to your business partner and he'll he'll break you down real quick. <laughs> There's no ego at our house. <laughs> he does he does a good job of that sometimes. <laughs> I don't get you get most of the people who reach out to you. Too. Yeah. That's is, that's a big difference mm-hmm. is I think uh But everybody likes Cody the most. That's not true. It's true. How how we talked about this before. See, I'm more I'm more accessible. But I, I, okay, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm not unaccessible, but I'm most accessible. Yes. All these, ha- all they have to do is try. So now we're going to flip it and talk about your relationship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> Lauren and I conduct the interview. <laughs> and that's, that's what I, I do like about it though, too, because I've always been somebody who digs deep. Once I find something interesting, I'm going to figure out ever. And that's probably why I'm in Japan. Cause that's what is very Japanese to be in that like mentality of, a super fan or, you know, <laughs> I'm going to learn everything possible about this to become a super expert um, in ways that it's almost borderline creepy. Um, but I think like we we both have, if, if you want information on us, it all, it's all out there mm. in, in multiple places. Um, but I think the difference is you often say, don't talk to me. Please talk to Jake instead. You're a little bit less accessible. Like you make yourself sound less accessible. Yeah, well, because I I also don't want. Okay, here's a few beliefs that I have on this. I think one, I don't feel like I've never felt like a big deal. I don't feel like a big deal at all. I don't even I don't ever want to be a big deal. Um, I always I say it every episode, like literally every every episode. I say 2.5 of Vanguard and I'm done. Like I, I just want. I don't mean that. I'll still stick. But I, <laughs> I I want that level of freedom and flexibility to just disappear and not have as much obligation and pressure and that sort of thing. Because, like you said earlier on, I was deep into the, all this stuff and I found it super interesting. And I think the more that you want it and the more that all you want is the attention and the fame and the that's it. If you, if you want those things more than anything, you're not going to get them. Mm-hmm. That's not how you get them is by wanting them. You get them by going and doing the other things that are actually worthy of attention. Mm-hmm. And I, once I realized that and I started shifting my mentality to, I just want to work. I want to work and I want to make money. And the more I did that and the more money you make, the less you care. That's mm-hmm. for me. Anyway, I know that's not for everybody, but for me, it was, I don't care about any of these things anymore. And also, I just had to stop like the the self pressure too of self monitoring and am I presentable enough? Am I am I PC enough? Am I these things? Am I good enough to be putting this sort of stuff out there? And then just do it and accept whatever comes from it. And I think it's also because it's not as much. It's not Insta. It's not um, Instagram. Right. Right. Uh, <laughs> it's not TikTok. That's a different crowd. That's an entirely different thing to me. That's that is, people call them influencers. They're internet celebrities. Yep, 100%. I don't want anything. Like yeah, you don't. That. You are not influenced by influencers. No. He's de-influenced. 
influencers. Oh, uh, you influencers. Yes. So I, I think once you start getting your head into that space of I just want to, to work and make the money and do that sort of thing, those other things, that's how you actually start to achieve it, if that is actually still what you want. But in my case, it was, I just stopped caring. Mm-hmm. I just genuinely was like, look, I don't. And we, we've always said from the beginning, too, as long as this is fun, mm. it's great. Yeah. Let's keep doing it. And I never, I don't necessarily want that. I, I do like the idea of people looking up to to what I have achieved as I kind of look up to the future version of myself. I have been kind of taking the approach of def- defluencing influencers, like like just like tearing them down slowly and being like, you're not that great. <laughs> Do you even have a podcast where 10 people listen to it? <laughs> no, no, no. But... But that has kind of like crept in, like honestly, it's kind of crept in that that kind of like the ego, that kind of like I don't know. I guess I'm better than you, kind of thing. And I've kind of seen myself become that, and I haven't liked that. Mm-hmm. And so, a couple episodes ago, we made a mention of the fact that hey, we're going to take it back a little bit and focus on more of the positives around the industry rather than kind of just like taking a dump on people who are fake gurus. We'll do that later. But, uh, <laughs> sorry or never. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. No. Um, it's a but, hot take. Uh, <laughs> but, but Laura, well, Lauren's also kind of helped me, re- uh, you know, see that too. And she's always like very, um, nice about it. She's like, did I, did I hurt your feelings? I didn't mean to. I'm like, no, no, no. Like that's, you know, it's what I need. Well, there's there's the balance to it, too, of because I there are a lot of people in this industry, in the digital marketing field that I respect a lot and I value their opinions and I, I think they're super valuable and helpful and stuff. And if they did a podcast, though, I don't know that I would listen just because you'd need some some level of entertainment value. If Barry Schwartz did a podcast, I'd just be like, listen to this. Uh, I'll read your I'll read your 200 word articles though. Yeah, I so that you have to find this middle ground of how do you keep this sort of thing, which is how do you keep it real so that you're not the guys pimping out their Lambos on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I yeah. don't ever worry about you doing that. Oh no, <laughs> like, Lauren has to worry get about ready me doing for the that. Shock of your life. <laughs> but, uh, you you need that would be shocked. <laughs> Well, you need some some level of that to keep people interested and entertained and excited instead of just... That's what I'm here for. Let me, let me tell you about the news today in digital marketing. This is our article on search engine. This is where, like... The Everhose come in. <laughs> no, I, I truly do think that comes back to just being genuine. You know, like, just be, like, your genuine self and talk about, like, what has actually worked for the business and like you can speak about it like an actual human being well that's the problem is most people have not had anything work for their business so i i if they do they're not talking yeah i i yeah yeah i've made the argument very firm believer in that so gary v promotes authenticity a lot like that's like his his number one word and I agree. The problem is, is I don't think people know what authenticity means. Like, not not objectively. I just mean subjectively in terms of themselves. What does it mean to be authentically you? Because everyone tries to be authentic, but they're inauthentically being authentic. 
if that makes sense. Mm. They're like they're like they're like faking a persona, and that persona is like their new authenticity. Well, where where else do you learn how to be? So for a pod a podcast, yeah, for example, how I, do you learn how to be authentic if you've never had that sort of experience? Because like we've talked to lots of people at this point, and we've experienced the very strange difference of people's online personas and then talking to them in person and then the, having that be a very different vibe. I Well, I explained this to you when we first started this and it was, I want to have a podcast, but I want the style of it to be like us, and I don't drink, but us at a bar hmm. sitting next to each other, just drinking a beer, just talking about the agency. And, but then also like a third person who was like trying to like listen in on kind of our agency and like what we were doing and like that's really worked out for us and i think if the way that i imagine myself being authentic is just sitting at a bar talking to somebody because that's who i am yeah i have a question then okay so say we're at you and cody are at a bar let's say and you're gonna talk about me and lauren since this podcast is about how it affects your relationship what would you guys talk about that is such a great question (laughs) holy cow (laughs) that's a really good question let's go it let's yeah this is always a trap for me because i never answer like i i I can't that's why it's such a good question (laughs) my answer is always insufficient to most people too because i don't what when things get back to feelings i don't explain my feelings because you can't you can't explain how you feel you just feel how you feel because you feel that way i don't agree so for example let me just give a quick example. So Cody says, I asked him, why do you like Japan? Like, what do you like about it? Why does it make you happy? And Cody goes, I don't know. It just makes me happy. And then he's like, why do you like going to Orange Theory? And I'm like, because I get a great workout and I've noticed a difference in my muscles. So, you know, like I actually have reasons, but I think many guys and definitely Cody, he like, can't name the reasons. Like, I'm like, why do you, if I asked Cody, like, why do you love me? He'd be like, Ah, great question. I just do. <laughs> so yeah. words okay, so that this, have echoed this is a real story that time. <laughs> this happened once where Jenny said that, and I, I struggled for a second, and she was hurt. Right. Dor- oh, he struggled not for a second, guys. Lauren does I this asked... all the time. Wait, wait, wait. Let, let me finish though, because if not, people are going to think I'm a terrible person. So then, a week, <laughs> like a week later, though, there's a very similar question that happened where they're like, "Cody, why do you feel this way?" And I'm like, "I don't know." Like I. I can't I explain. Know. I just feel how I feel, and I don't know how to express. Well, I feeling is in words like that must be a dude thing because Lauren, you ask me this all the time. I do. She says, "Why? Why do you love me?" I'm like, "Because you're my best friend." Why else? <laughs> At least you got me in there. And then, and then, <laughs> and then, it's always just like, well, because it's like, oh, well, you're my best. Well, what does that mean, Lauren? But and I'm just like, I don't think it's no. silence. Let me, let me. Let... But so, okay, ask the question again. Ask the okay, question again. Go, just... Here, should we role play it out? Role play it, Lauren. Why do you love me? Hmm. I don't know. Oh, that was fast. There was more silence. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Retake. Um, Jenny. I don't know. <laughs> and if you can believe this, folks, longer. <laughs> I was thinking. <laughs> he had you're to think a long time. Okay, okay but you should, you both should answer the question Jenny asked. Yeah, yeah. I am yeah. curious. I am curious. 
Uh, I remember it. It's, it it's if, if we were at a bar and we were talking about how our businesses ref- uh, affected our relationships and we were talking to each other without the girls present, what would we say? Yeah, like what would the conversation look like? What might be some uh, questions you would ask each other? I would, uh, if that was the direct question that was being asked to me right away, I would say that it's just put a lot of, like, I would say strain on our free time. Um, you know, it's very difficult for like we can, I can't separate from business it's so hard there is no like off switch that, and I can't you know um so we'll be laying in bed watching tv and again this is our own quality time and this is a really good trick that you two use when you say you know hey is this quality time because I have a hard time telling any time I get with Lauren is quality time even if I'm working and she's with like next to me that's quality time to me I she I, her presence is near me and I enjoy that but I've learned over time that that is not sufficient for her. So, like, when we're laying in bed and we're watching Naked and Afraid or Golden Girls or whatever it is, and, like, we're just laying there and not saying anything to each other, and I pull on my phone and answer an email or just, like, look at my notifications or whatever, like, she notices that. And... Because in her mind, it's quality time in that moment. And I, I yeah. never thought it was something that you would, one, notice, and two care about because we're just sitting there watching you know not saying anything just watching golden girls or during certain things but like it 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 prevents the opportunity to say something and it closes things off and like that's something i've had to kind of learn over time because like in that moment to me we we are having an experience watching a show um but then when it's like i look over you're on your phone it's like okay so no really i'm only watching a show and you're still working. So, like, I might as well do something else. Yeah, like, I could be watching this alone or I could be doing something else. Yeah, or I, then I should just, I should have kept my laptop open and kept working. Like, you know, if that's going to be the situation. Yeah. But the reason this happened in the first place was, uh, well, I think this probably started when Jenny became, not not became a manager, became a super manager. <laughs> she got a a lot more on her plate right and this is during covid when you know we're working from home and she's putting in more time and stuff and she started um just leaving her airpods in when she go to the kitchen and stuff to it i I couldn't tell if she's on a call right she Mm -hmm. she became the woman who was like walking and having business calls which is Uh cool but Mm -hmm. i i don't Hashtag boss babe. Right, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> it's, it's very cool and impressive and stuff, but I couldn't tell the difference between when she was just like getting food mm-hmm. in the kitchen or cooking something or preparing something. And then one time you just asked me, like, does that does that bother you? And I said, no, no, it's fine. And then like I had thought about it and I processed for 10 minutes. And then I said, yeah, no, it does. It mm-hmm. actually does bother me. This is the turn. Why did it bother? Bad. Wait, why did it bother you? for the same for the same reasons right i mean it, it feels uh it feels like a letdown when you are giving somebody your full attention with mm-hmm. a unspoken agreement or unspoken understanding what well, and mm-hmm. again that's the problem right is that it's unspoken and you need to communicate yep it's like when you show somebody your favorite song and they're just like not paying attention they're just like, <laughs> like no i am really dumb too so this is a conversation i'm not actually dumb i say that not i say it in the sense that i need communication i need it yeah detailed direct because i i don't i wouldn't if cody just like 
expected like I didn't know until he told me that he mm-hmm. wanted my headphones off I mean yeah. I know that seems like common knowledge to some people but because he works so much I thought why can't I wear you know like why not when like kind of like for sure. better, yeah. like why wouldn't I keep going so it was important for us to have that conversation and I think in return I have to use the same thing for him when we're doing dinner uh, sometimes he'll be messaging Jake or a client or whatever it is. And on his phone during dinner, I have to go, uh, can this be quality time? And then he said, yep, let me just let Jake know. And then mm-hmm. let's. so we just have to say, is this quality time? We just ask yep. each other that question and we do it most days, I would say. It really is all about communication. And I, I honestly think like that that is the number one thing to help in literally any facet of this. It's just, if you are feeling a certain way, you need to communicate it. And also, how can you communicate it in a way that it's productive and not, you know, you can talk about, hey, that makes me feel sad without, you know, having a huge blowout. It doesn't have to be. I think we might adopt this quality time thing, but I want to, I want to make it better. I want to, I want to, I want to save for it. I want to like pineapple. (laughs) <laughs> oh, we can't use that one. That's we already can't. being no, yeah. no. Um, especially, especially with you know our our, our select neighbor. Oh yes, I think yes. there's already some. Oh yeah, there's some drama. With there, there's some. And there's some definite pineapple behavior, carry. except I don't think it's a known pineapple situation. It metaphorical pineapple, not, metaphorical not like a physical pineapple. One. For the listener who's aware of the the pineapple, the pineapple tobacco. <laughs> Okay. They kind of rhyme. I don't know why, but it's the end of that. Um, I'm going to bring it back. It's real yeah. back. Okay. Real, oh, wait, did wait, you wait. answer Jenny's question wait. fully or did you I have more? I felt like I, I did a great it job answering her question. It wasn't It was just confirmed. Okay, okay, I, okay. I wanted to say Lauren has a defense mechanism for when I do this email answering stuff and it's mm-hmm. scrolling through Shein or Amazon or something like that. And it's also gotten to a point where you kind of instinctively do it. Because she just expects that I'm going to be doing it. And then I pull open my phone. I'm like, well, if she's going to be on Shein or Amazon, I'm going to answer emails. And then, but I'm not communicating to her like, hey, if you're going to be on Shein or Amazon, I'm going to answer, you know, emails. Because then she'll look back at me and see me answering emails and being, and she's like, fine, I want to keep scrolling through all this. And then next thing you know, it's a chicken and an egg situation. Mm-hmm. And it could have just been communicated and then I'm like, but you were scrolling through Shein and then like all of a sudden it's like this thing and it just doesn't need to be. Yeah. I mean, it took us a long time to figure out just saying like, hey, it's this quality time, you know, and so pineapple. Easy, or pineapple. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> I don't think we're going to keep that tangerine. <laughs> no. What was that weird fruit? That got all of them really sick on naked and afraid. Oh, I don't know. I want to use that one. We should use that one. Yeah. It was a, it was a type of, I don't know. We'll, okay. look it, we'll look it up. We'll look it up. Cody. So I'm curious. You didn't answer my question. I didn't. This will, but... this will have to be the last one because one, I'm hungry. And two, yes. uh, I think the GoPro died. Okay. Oh. Jenny asked me again. Uh, if you and Jake were sitting at a bar together, let's say, what, and you were talking about your relationships, me and Lauren are there, what kind of conversation would you have? What would that look like? I'm talking to my business partner. This isn't just a rando. This is Jake, your business partner. Yeah. This is Jake. Then I talk to him pretty openly. Cody. Is that not sufficient? Okay. No. Cody, what specifically would you be saying about Jenny? 
She's great. about about your relationship. What, what about, about the strain? Jenny? What about Jenny is great? About the strain on the relationship that the business has on your relationship. Or like what positive? Like how does your business, the agency, affect her? I would say I'm very fortunate. I think that's important to. What? Well, that's nice. That was a nice. That was good. That was good. Very that was good. Positive. I, I think. Yeah, I would say that I'm very fortunate in that. I think. Many people don't know they're in a bad relationship until they're in a good one or until they see a good one and then they find out what's healthy and what's normal and that sort of thing. And I did, that was me. And also that I was the bad guy in many cases too, though, right? Like everybody's the bad guy in somebody else's story. That's Mm -hmm. the truth and that's the case. But um, being with the wrong person can make you a bad guy. Just because it's it's a bad mix-up in that um, it's never an excuse. It's not an excuse to do bad things or to It's be... an explanation, not an excuse. Right. Um, and so I think, one, I'm just extremely fortunate in that I have a extremely understanding partner um, and supportive, right? Those are, I think those are two extremely critical things in business is that your spouse is understanding and supportive or you know the spouse partner whatever you want them to be um so i would say those things and then as far as strains go i think it's me on myself my own pressure to be like look i need to know when to call i need to know when to call it and say Mm -hmm. so for example the, the one that i was the worst at was holidays for a long time holidays used to be my excuse to work my time to work like a dedicated time so i, I worked mm-hmm. on christmas i worked on easter because it was fun like and i avoided uh my family so <laughs> <laughs> um and i liked it and it was a good time but um what that ended up being was me spending like really important time not where it should be on holidays where people you know ideally want to spend so i I had to start getting better at that and mm-hmm. instead of banking on holidays to accomplish major tasks. Which, this is recent. I know this would surprise people, but I mean, like I said, we've been together since 2013. The dawn of time. Yeah, a long time. Um, but just until recently, like sometimes Cody would work on Christmas and I'd go to a Christmas thing without him. You know, like, and that was okay with me because, again, I get it. That's I grew up with it. Yeah, it is. It is well, for us. If it's but... in your own thing, I guess it's not because Lauren has to work on Christmas. Yeah, and I. Did. But she, you, but you, you work like retail in a way. So yeah, I yeah. Yeah, you have a retail team to manage. Cody just didn't enjoy the holidays, but he realized he does enjoy the holidays with me. Um, and with my family, which is oh. it's really nice. Um, and with not like he. Go ahead. It takes years to re- rewire your brain from bad programming, right? However you, whatever your programming is and how you grew up and how you dealt with things. How many years? I need to know. Took me 10? 10. 10 years. Took me 10 years to really so, yeah, do. Yeah, I've got like five or six years to go. <laughs> no, you guys learn faster than us, are they? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> There's a whole slew of fun things we get to overcome. <laughs> you know, it's funny. The business, this podcast is about how the business has impacted your relationship. And for us, I think it's been mostly positive, even though, but, so. but Japanese, Cody learning Japanese, which I think maybe he has put above the business sometimes. Too. Oh, he, yeah, no, no. Yeah. He's admitted to that. We, 
Cody and I had a relationship talk about that. Yeah. So that has been way harder on our relationship than the business ever has been. We've had more conversations about that than any. I've never had a single issue with him being an agency owner, to be completely honest. It's just been nice and great full support in Japan, um, Japanese. I'm fully supportive too, but there's, there's been harder conversations. Maybe that, maybe that's the thing is that like becoming an agency owner has given us the freedom to do things that we want to do that we're passionate about. And those are the things that are like causing strain. So like you learning the, how much you learn in Japanese, this podcast, I feel pretty passionate about and doing and like, in paintball traveling. Yeah, it does hurt like because that. that's why you do the agency. Yeah, so because it allows me to do those things, but it's like it's like consuming my time. It's not the agency that's consuming it. It's the agency allowing me to do the things I've always wanted to do, but I couldn't because I didn't have money or time or whatever. And now that I do, it's like, okay, you got you to ease into it. You can't just dive in, you know? Absolutely. I'm a big believer that you can have everything. You can't have everything all at once. Yep. Right? And it's just, it's just prioritization. And mm. I mean, I've even had to, I mean, we've had issues with me and my work as well. Yeah. It's, you know. I, and I've, I think lately, I, it's ever since I turned 30, like I have been like, I, it's, I'm not, I'm not old, but like I've also had to, Lauren signed me up for AARP as a joke, lied about, <laughs> lied about my age. And now <laughs> I get, I lied about it. I get AARP like mail every day. That's hilarious. Yeah. And I even have an, I have an ID card. <laughs> no way. I made up his birthday. It was, okay. Oh, okay. 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 a good joke. It was, first of all, it was so like I ordered it. I was like, I signed him up, but I wanted it like the little card to come in time for like his birthday. So like, it was like a gag gift, but then it like didn't come until several months after his birthday. And he's just like, why am I to getting fair, this AARP to mail? Fair, babe, to be fair, I got AARP mail immediately on my birthday and but i didn't i thought it was just like spam you know and so like i was like what what and i remember sending it it truly was meant to just be like kind of a gag gift and it just kind of got really big now it's out of hand i I put this on snapchat and like my my mom commented or sent me a snap she goes wow they really start early (laughs) but i didn't know Lauren set this up and i just like kept getting i kept getting i got a packet from them i truly I, thought it was going to be like a, just a lightheartedly you know just like yeah, just like a little fun this thing. you can you couldn't like the only worst thing you could sign someone up for is a church of scientology like <laughs> and I, like they will just beat your door down so anyways back to i i've kind of um been realizing my mortality a lot lately uh and it's not something I did in my 20s where I was like, I got plenty of time to like learn and do all those things. Like, like I keep saying next year, I want to take my pilot's uh, course and I want to learn how to fly, but it's, that's probably going to get put off. And it's like, I'm learning Spanish and like, I want to do fencing, like not installing fences, but like, you know, sword fencing. And, um, <laughs> and, and you can do any of those things. Yeah. But mm-hmm. not all at once, like yeah. you said. And, and, but like, that's the whole thing that I feel like I'm realizing my mortality, um, you know, when, when in my forties and my fifties, like at what point am I getting too old to master something? Mm-hmm. And what do I prioritize in my thirties? Because anything you want to master takes three to five years minimum. Mm-hmm. And how do I do multiple things in my thirties? Um, you don't. Yeah. I know that might so, sound bad, but 
30 is not dead. 30 is young in business. Yeah, I know. I know. But in business, not not in like. I'll let you know when I get there. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if I can, if I can at least go semi-pro in PayPal. Oh, well, you know, it'd be the, the most helpful that uh, <laughs> some anybody could do for you is probably share this, uh, share this podcast and leave a review. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like, sure. comment, subscribe. Not a negative. No. Like, comment, subscribe. I don't. I don't know what are they say. <laughs> hit the five stars, folks. What? Yeah. Hit the five. Hit stars. the five. Hit the five stars. To say. You can hit the four stars if you really want, but hit the five. Nothing five. lower than that. <laughs> that thing that would help Jake do all the things for every person who scrolls by me. and doesn't give it a five star review. Is the day that our dogs go without eating. <laughs> Dark. Uh, Not really. Oh my God. No, I love my dogs more than anything in this world. I want to. You ever in Scooby Doo, the live action movie Whoa. where like she, like. <laughs> she. Lauren has the best Yoshi impression. I can't do it. She won't do it I right now. Do, I will do it on command. I will. Just know it. Just know it's good. But. Um, in that live action Scooby where he's like, he's like, no, 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 you're going to edit that. You're going to edit that. You're going to make it sound like I think Coolsville sucks. And then like, <laughs> he, like the news plays it. And then like it cuts to Fred and he's like, I think Coolsville sucks. <laughs> it's, it's like, I want to edit everything you said there. Oh, you're just going to be like, I hate dogs. Our dogs aren't going to eat. <laughs> dogs suck. <laughs> Speaking of eating, you guys want to go eat? Let's, Let's eat. Yeah. Let's eat. All right. Wait. Do you guys, do you know how we end the podcast? Oh, she right. Oh, she No, that's how we end eating. That's how we end. <laughs> but no, that's business. All right. No. <laughs> we'll, we'll end it. <sighs> it's like they don't, we just learned they don't even listen. Yeah. <laughs> Thank well. you for being a friend. <laughs> like that. I no. do know. I do know Lauren listens to the Always Sunny Pod. She prioritizes that podcast over the Everbros podcast. Uh, Rob McElhenney's on one of them and not the other. That's all I'm saying. She Jake. says she says always sunny podcast is good. Well, well then sick wrap us up. I can't take this. <laughs> all right, everybody. Um that was our episode on relationships. Uh thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. See ya. Bye. Bye. Bye.